Welcome to another episode of Search News You Can Use with me, Dr. Marie Haynes. I'm recording this episode on Wednesday, September 4th of 2019, and this is episode number 99 of the newsletter, which is pretty darn exciting for us. Um, I'm going to talk in this episode about some of the things we have coming up for next week for our 100th episode. Um, In this episode, though, we're going to talk about uh, an algorithm update, which not a lot of people are talking about, but I think there was a very significant link algo update update uh, that happened, something related to the quality of links. We're still really early in our analysis of this, so I'll talk about it a little bit in this episode, and if it turns out to be something significant, then we'll uh, we'll cover that more in the weeks to come. Um, I'll give you my thoughts on the latest with the penalty that happened to Dejan SEO, uh, which has now been removed, so I'll talk a bit uh, about that as well. And um, we've got a number of little tips in this uh, episode as well. I was really honored this week. Um, actually, just this morning as I'm recording this, Barry Schwartz published a video that he did, an interview that the two of us did during MozCon a few weeks ago. Um, and I really, really enjoyed doing that. So there's a little bit of information in this video on uh, my history, how I became an SEO after being a practicing veterinarian for many years. And uh, so if you're interested in that and a little bit of info on EAT as well, uh, we have that included in uh, the episode of um, Newsletter on our website. Um, you can get to newsletter at mariehaines.com slash newsletter. And again, this is episode number 99. So let's talk about this update. Um, Updates are always tricky to analyze near the end of August, beginning of September, uh, because there's a lot of seasonality to that time. And if you are a site that has anything to do with back to school or furniture or storage um, or even travel, uh, things change a lot at this time of year. Um, And so pretty much every year that I can recall, uh, when school starts, you know, we're all saying, hey, there was a big algo update. Um, And so when I heard uh, some rumblings of people saying there was an algo update this week, my first thought was, well, you know, it's seasonality. And, you know, years ago, we used to say, well, you could tell if it was seasonality because your rankings would not change. Like, for example, let's say you were ranking number three for some term and, um, you know, that was related to a back to school thing. And, uh, and then all of a sudden you started getting more traffic for that. Um, you know, you would still probably be at the number three spot, but it, the increase in traffic was because of uh, the increase in interest in that topic at, at the time, at the season, basically. And now I think what Google's doing is actually changing rankings according to seasonality. Um, we see this at Christmas time all the time, where if you, let's say you're competing against Amazon for a product that you sell, and currently the SERPs are showing that you're number one and Amazon is number two. Uh, and then what happens very often is you get close to Christmas time and people are starting to try to make these purchases. And then all of a sudden Amazon is outranking you. Um, and I've seen all the time people say, well, you know, gosh, we held those rankings for the entire year until when it really mattered. And then why did Amazon outrank me? Um, and I think what a lot of people don't realize is that rankings can change depending on seasonality. So um, when I saw that there were significant changes in a bunch of our clients, and some were up, quite a few were up, and some were down, um, 
I'm going to talk about those ones that are down as well. Uh, I thought, you know, this is probably just seasonality, but I was wrong. I, I really think that there was a significant update. So here's something that we've noticed. If you are, first of all, a paid subscriber to newsletter, this is all described in the paid version. Um, if this turns out to be as significant an update as I think, then we'll probably write uh, something about this for everybody, for everybody to read, even if you're not a paid newsletter subscriber. But what we're seeing is that um, several of our clients for whom we have filed very, very thorough disavows saw massive increases uh, over the last week. And um, by massive, I mean, you know, 100% or more <laughs> increase in traffic. Um, now, it's only, you know, I say several, it's, it's a small handful of clients that we're seeing this for. Um, and so, you know, is this, they don't appear to be a seasonal thing. Uh, and I do think it's related to filing a disavow. We have several clients for whom we did a site quality review and we recommended having us do a link audit. And for whatever reason, uh, these people, um, weren't able to do it. And some of these clients have gone and done their own link audits. Um, and some of those saw nice increases, not super high increases. And my guess is um, that, I mean, disavowing links is hard. My own team, we do link auditing, you know, most Fridays we audit links and um, and uh, and we have the whole team making decision on links. And we even find it challenging sometimes to determine whether a link is a good one or a not, a not a good one. So um, I think if you're doing your own disavow, then you have to be really careful because it's very hard to look at your own links and uh, decide whether they're against Google's guidelines or not in a lot of cases. Um, and so it was interesting to see that even some clients that filed their own disavow saw improvements in traffic. And these improvements were all between August 22nd to August 29th. I would say August 26th was probably the date where we saw um, the most significant changes up. And here's the part that I thought was really interesting. I went back and looked at clients for whom we have recommended a disavow because they have um, a large number of unnatural links in their profile. And I'm not talking about spammy links like you open up, uh, you know, whatever link checking tool you use and you see all these spammy wallpaper sites linking to you, um, things like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about sites that have a history of years of producing links either via articles, via guest posting, um, but in ways that really used to move the needle. But really those links are just there for SEO purposes. And a lot of these sites have been doing rampant guest posting posting that we've been saying for years, be careful with this. Um, these are not recommendations of your website. They're self-made links. Um, and sure, somebody had to decide to publish your blog post, uh, but in the vast majority of cases where we see rampant guest posting, it's usually something where uh, if the web spam team would look at it, it would be seen as a link scheme. And um, what we're seeing here is that several of the clients that we that have link profiles that look like this. So we we looked at the site. We you know as part of our site quality reviews, uh, we look at links and we say, well, you know, we think links could be an issue for you. Um, and so I looked back at some of the clients where we identified links as being an issue, and uh, they had not filed a disavow. And almost all of these clients, uh, well, quite a few of these clients, were seeing uh, drops around the August 26th time period. So, um, you know, I hesitate to make this... Uh 
this decision that this is a link-related update uh, just this early because, again, of the seasonality of Labor Day, um, it, you know, in parts of the world that uh, have this holiday in early September. Um, but I really do think that this is something that we need to pay attention to. So I'm going to be keeping an eye on this. Like I said, if it does seem like something that is significant, we will be producing information on this. If you're not sure whether your link profile is one that could cause you problems, then um, we do offer a service that's a link overview. Uh, you can reach out at help at mariehaines.com for more information on that. And it's it's nowhere near as pricey as our full link by link audit. Um, but we have pretty good uh, thoughts on whether links could be hindering your site in search. So what I would say at this point is if you saw drops in um, the last week or so that you don't think are seasonal drops or they don't compare to last year's uh, traffic patterns, then um, you know you might want to consider taking a look at the quality of your links and taking a really good strong link look at whether you were building links with the intention of manipulating Google or whether the majority of your links are there because people are actually recommending your website. So um, you know that's something that is it's been a while since we had an update where I said I think this is a link related update. Um, I think the last one that I can remember was uh, we had a bunch of algorithmic turbulence last October. So almost a full year ago. And, uh, you know, so I could be wrong on this, but I will be surprised if I am wrong. Uh, I do think that um, we saw a very significant uh, link related update. If you again, if you are a paid um, newsletter subscriber, there's some analytics charts uh, that show what I've been talking about here in the paid version. Um, let me see here. Let's talk about uh, Google announcements. So Google just announced auto DNS verification. Um, so basically what that means is if you are setting up a new domain name, uh, basically you, you, you know, you go to the place where you bought the domain name, the registrar. So Namecheap is what we tend to use. Uh, there are many uh, other ones out there. And, um, and then you have to change settings so that uh, the DNS settings basically say, okay, well, when somebody types in this domain name, where are we going to send them? Where's your server? Where where, where is your website hosted? Uh, and um, those settings can sometimes be a little bit confusing. So now apparently you can do this directly from within Search Console as Google has partnered up with a bunch of the uh, domain registrars. So if you're setting up a new domain, that's something that might save you a little bit of time and frustration possibly as well. Just as a reminder, now that we're into September, it means that uh, Google will no longer be supporting noindex in your robots.txt file. Uh, there is a lot of confusion about this. I see things, people getting really confused about um, the difference between no indexing in robots.txt and disallowing. You can still disallow domains, uh, or sorry, bots from uh, crawling different uh, parts of your site in robots.txt. But if you have been trying to add a no index tag to your pages by no indexing in robots.txt, that probably has stopped working. Um, be interesting to note, actually, you know, I haven't done a lot of investigation into that, but it, who knows, maybe some of these changes that we're seeing last week could be connected to that. I Here I go on a little bit of a ramble. Um, something that we debated on whether or not to include in the newsletter is uh, there were some very interesting tweets by Lily Ray this week where she looked at... Um, some data from Systrix, where Systrix provides the winners and losers of uh, 
you know, algorithm changes over uh, the last period of time. And she noted that there were a lot of news sites, like very large news sites that were listed as losers. And, um, you know, it was very obvious to her that there was a very bad ad experience on most of these sites. And they had all sorts of very annoying features. Now, I'm saying I debated on whether or not to include it because I find that often when uh, we see these winners and losers uh, posts from Systrix and, and other sites that do this, um, they're often just the giant sites that are in there. And there are so many variables that could go into uh, whether they're being affected by a Google update. Um, we have not seen an influx of people um, asking for help that with sites like this, with big news sites. Uh, so, I mean, it's certainly a possibility. Uh, I'm not saying Lily's wrong. Lily, I know you're listening to this. And, and Lily and I are going to be speaking uh, together at PubCon um, on EAT. So this is going to be a really interesting talk. Uh, but I want to pay attention to that. So if you are um, connected with a large publishing site, so whether it's a news site or, you know, content publishing, uh, that's very heavy on your ad use, then uh, I would be really interested in hearing whether you have seen drops. Um, Twitter's probably the best place to reach out to me for that. It's Marie underscore Haynes uh, on Twitter. And you can let me know your thoughts on um, uh, whether you think that is uh, an issue that's happening. I thought that was a really interesting tip that we put in newsletter this week about using analytics on AMP stories. I don't think a lot of people are using AMP stories just yet. And I really think, I wish I had more time to look into this. In fact, I'm going to start using it on one of my sites. Uh, I think I'm going to carve out a little bit of time uh, just for this purpose to create AMP stories. I think they're a way that you can get some very easily re easy real estate on the mobile SERPs um, because AMP stories are really prominently featured. So there's a little thing we have in newsletter about how to properly use your analytics on AMP stories. Uh, because AMP stories are composed of multiple pages. And that means that if somebody swipes through multiple pages, each of those with traditional analytics could be counted as a page view. Um, so I haven't gone into the details on exactly how to implement this, but if you're using AMP stories, you really want to pay attention to how you're measuring uh, their success via analytics. Um, let's talk about, uh, this is something that came up on Twitter just this week. Uh, we've talked a lot about mobile first indexing and a lot of people have been asking me, how do I know if I've been moved to mobile first indexing? So, um, the first time, well, you can go into Search Console, and if you haven't been in there in a while or you just haven't closed the notification, often in the bottom right corner of Search Console, you'll get a little pop-up that says, you've been moved to mobile-first indexing, uh, you know, and so that could be there. But if somebody from your organization has dismissed that notification, then how do you know? So it's very simple. If you just go to Search Console, in the left sidebar, you'll see Settings, and there are very few things in Settings. One of them is whether you're an owner... Uh, what kind of ownership you have in the Search Console account. And the second one is indexing crawler. And it'll say, um, so I think we looked up our own site uh, and it says Googlebot smartphone um, switched on 2nd of November, 2018. And so now some people are saying, well, you know, I got this email and it was like, 
way after the search console says I was switched. So because remember, Google um, will send you an email saying, hey, you've been switched to mobile first indexing. That email often is a couple of weeks delayed from when the switch actually happened. So if you really want to be certain, oh, and that was the other thing that came up. Somebody asked on Twitter, uh, hey, I've been moved to mobile first indexing, but when I inspect pages on my site, they say that they've been crawled by Google for desktop. What's going on? And one of the things that it's important to know is that um, when you're moved to mobile first indexing, it means now that about 80% of the crawling of your site is going to be done by Googlebot smartphone, which means that there's still room for desktop to still be crawling you. I think that the goal for Google is to eventually, um, you know, just use mobile. But uh, so if you're seeing that there's some desktop crawling, don't be worried. It doesn't mean that anything's gone wrong with uh, your move to mobile first indexing. Uh, it's just normal. Um, now, I I think, I mean, if you're seeing that all the time, then maybe there's something going on on, on Google's side. Um, sticking with Search Console, there was a Ask Google Webmasters video recently, and somebody was asking John Mueller uh, why we only have the robots.txt testing tools in old Search Console. So what John said is they are still in the process of moving tools from old Search Console to the new one. Um, so, it, you know, we don't use old Search Console for very much these days, but if you're looking for something in the current version of Search Console and you can't find it, you may want to. And I, I believe there's a little link on uh, the new Search Console that says go to the old version. You can click that and find things like the robots.txt finder. Um, a question that I guess asked a lot is where to find the disavow tool in either version of Search Console, and you can't. Uh, Google has purposely made it so that it's very hard to find the disavow tool. And in fact, you actually have to search for it. Um, and uh, so if you search for Google disavow tool, you'll see uh, that um, you can find it in the search results, but you can't get to it from Search Console. And that's, um, John Mueller has said that that's primarily to uh, make it harder <laughs> for people to use the tool um, because they don't want people to be sh uh, using it unless they really know how to use it because uh, there is potential to do harm with Google's disavow tool. Something I discovered just today, and I mean, this is a tiny little tip, but those of you who do a lot of disavow work will probably appreciate this if you didn't know it already. When you go to use uh, to file a disavow and you get on the disavow tool and then Google gives you a dropdown of all of the properties that you have in Search Console, well, the dropdown is weird because they're not in alphabetical order uh, because I think sometimes the dub, dub, dub counts as like, oh, this domain starts with a W. Um, and so if you have a lot of properties in Search Console, you have to kind of go through this whole list. So here's what I discovered today. If you click on any one of those properties and, uh, and then go to the next step, I think it says disavow links, you click that button. Then, um, then after that, on the top right corner, there's a search bar and you can search through your other properties. Uh, so, because uh, what's happening for us is we have multiple um, Search Console accounts now that we have <laughs> so many different sites that we're reviewing. And uh, we have a system for, you know, identifying what site is where, uh, but it's... Um, it can get frustrating sometimes, especially when one of our accounts fills up and then we have to make the transition where some clients are, yeah, it's, it's confusing. I'm sure some of you who deal with lots of clients have similar, uh, similar issues. Let's talk a bit again about the issue with Dejon SEO uh, manual action. 
So we've talked about this, I think, in the last two episodes, maybe just the last one. But uh, for those who are not familiar, uh, Dejan SEO is uh, a fairly well-known Australian marketing company that received a manual action from Google for unnatural links. And uh, I talked in great detail last week about what I think was going on with this Um and uh, so if you want to, you know, get a recap on that, I believe that was episode 98. There's a small chance it could have been 97. Um, so the good news is for Dejan SEO that they've got their manual action removed. The frustrating news is we will never know what the cause was. Um, what they did was actually a very smart move. They were already going to migrate to a new domain. Um, and so they just uh, did that migration and they made uh, a lot of the pages that had been targets for links that potentially could have been seen as unnatural uh, no longer resolve their 404 pages. Um, so if you 404 a page or 410 it, meaning uh, you're telling the search engines this page no longer exists, uh, or in the case of a 404, this page is temporarily gone, um, which if you have it there for long enough, Google will treat that as a 410, meaning that it no longer exists. Uh, and when you do that, it means that any links that are pointing to that page are essentially gone. It's like you've removed the links. So what the Dejan SEO company did was essentially remove many, many unnatural links uh, or whatever it was that Google thought was the problem and um, by 404ing pages. So it was an interesting case. I've since heard from a couple of people that uh, there were other SEO agencies that received manual actions around the same time. So this is really interesting because... Um, you know, we didn't see a whole lot of manual actions for a very long period of time. We've had an uptick in requests for help with manual actions. And uh, so I think Google's up to something. And I think when you combine this with the fact that we've had potentially a link-related update, this is significant. So in my opinion, what I think happens is with links is the web spam team or whatever the link related team is at Google, they identify something as an issue and they say, all right, we have to figure out how to tackle this algorithmically. While they're identifying it as an issue, they're manually reviewing sites. I'm sure that they are. Um, and so if your site is identified, so let's say they're like, oh, there's this thing that SEOs are doing. And I, you know, and I have many theories as to what Dejan's penalties could have been. I talked last week about this PDF he had. There are other things as well, um, and it's all it all depends on intent and how links came to be. And um, you know, we only have one part of the story. Plus, they weren't clients of ours, so we just did sort of a a brief look. Um, but uh, oh, and I've lost my train of thought here. It's, I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often as I uh, record podcasts. The point that I'm trying to say. Oh yeah, yeah. Here it is. When um, so most likely Google has found something that they want to identify as here are links that people have been able to get that are helping improve their rankings, but we don't want to count those to improve rankings because they weren't links that are there because they're recommendations of your website. Um, and so we think that Google uh, did some stuff. They figured out what they wanted to demote or stop counting. And uh, and then they made some changes in regards to link quality and how that's assessed. Um, so uh, we, again, we think that this latest update was due to that thing. Um, and I think there is a, a sort of a connection between the fact that we're seeing manual actions being given out. I feel like I should clarify that a bit. 
manual actions are a completely different thing than seeing a drop in connection with a, what we think is a link-related update. Um, so a manual action means that somebody has, from the web spam team, has actually manually reviewed your site. Um, but you can still see algorithmic actions, uh, and often the connection is that um, often we'll see manual actions go first, and then Google makes changes in the algorithm that connect to that. So we're going to be keeping an eye on that whole situation for you. Uh, one final thing about Search Console. We talked a few months ago, maybe a few weeks ago, about the fact that uh, you could now consolidate your properties in Search Console. So like, for example, if you had an MDOT version of your site and your regular desktop version, uh, you could combine this into one property in Search Console. There are apparently some issues uh, with this. So if you're getting some odd data out of Search Console, I would highly recommend that you um, you know look at this. We, there's a good story on Search Engine Roundtable, which we've linked to from newsletter if you want more information on that. Let's talk a couple of local SEO things. Uh, we have something new in Google My Business. Google My Business announced uh, some changes to how they treat service-based areas, uh, service area-based businesses. Um, and so if you're a business that has, you know, just a radius of, of service area that you uh, service, Google My Business probably has transitioned you to the closest named area. Uh, and so um, you might be finding if you're having trouble ranking or maybe you're seeing improvement in ranking for a certain city, uh, it's possible that that's, uh, you know, now I'm saying this, I have one uh, site that I run locally um, that saw big jumps up recently. So I'm going to be looking at, um, and there was no link-related issue with that site. Uh, so I'm going to be looking at that, whether that could be part of what's going on, um, because this actually was a business that has a very broad service area. I feel like some of the local SEO folks who are listening to this are just rolling their eyes right now, because I, I don't feel like I've completely got a handle on this situation. So any of you who are local SEOs, who are listening to this, who feel like it, this whole thing should be explained differently, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter again, and and, uh, um, and I can uh, quote you in the next newsletter if I'm totally butchering this. Um, another thing with local SEO is that people have been noticing recently that um, as there are ads appearing on uh, on Google My Business, on local business profiles, ads for other businesses. People are not happy about that. There is apparently no way to opt out of this, um, and it's something that we need to be aware of. Um, let's see, another little tip. I did not know this, that you can now import your Google My Business listing directly into Bing places. Um, so if you use Bing, uh, or if you're trying to optimize for Bing, that can make things a little quicker for you to directly import the information from Google My Business right into Bing places. Um, and let's see, we'll end with this, uh, last little tip. Uh, somebody asked on Twitter about, um... And I don't have the tweet right in front of me, but uh, uh, a bookmarklet, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was it. They wanted to be able to, um, if you're doing a, an assessment of a website, to be able to just click on something and say, hey, let me see the Search Console um, uh, inspect URL for this URL. And uh, so Chris Johnson, somebody asked about it. Chris Johnson went and made this bookmarklet, uh, and we have linked to it in newsletter. So you're, uh, you're welcome to use that. So let's see here. Um, we will uh, do a quick q and I'm not going to, we actually had a few questions submitted in Q&A. And we're going to save some of those for next week. Let me talk just briefly about next week. So next week is our 100th episode. My team and I are really excited about this. Um, we 
put so much into publishing newsletter. It's unbelievable uh, the effort that goes into this, and um, it's all worth it because you know we hear every time we go to a conference, people just tell us how useful the newsletter is, and we hear all the time that people listen to podcasts and they they really enjoy this. Um, and so I really thank you for all the great feedback that you have given us and and uh, the joy that <laughs> we get from um, from hearing that we've been able to help you. So next week we're going to celebrate. We're going to do a live version of podcast. Uh, I used to do this when I first started. I actually uh, had a live version on YouTube and then uh, and then did a recorded version. Um, and then we sort of realized that the recorded version was way easier to uh, to do and to produce. And so uh, we stopped. But next week we're going to do a live uh, episode and I think we'll have some cake. Probably not me, but uh, some of my team will have some cake and who knows, there might be beer as well. Um, can't give you beer unless you can jump through the internet somehow, <laughs> but um, I think it'll be a really fun time. So I would really encourage you to, uh, we'll have information in newsletter on where to find us, and I'll be tweeting about this for the, the next week as well. Um, and so if you want to ask a question, there's a good chance I can answer it in next week's episode. Uh, and you can ask this question through uh, each version of the newsletter. There's a, a section for Q&A. So this is a really interesting question, and I almost didn't include it because we don't do work for clients with AdSense, but uh, I do think it's significant. Um, yesterday, my Medic or YMYL sites uh, all dropped drastically in Google AdSense CPC rates, so cost per click rates. I'm getting like one penny to two penny a click, making it almost impossible to keep AdSense if they won't pay. Um, and this person wanted to know if our clients were seeing uh, a huge drop in revenue. I haven't seen anything specific about this, but I thought this was very interesting that this question came in, um, you know, right around the same time as this update that we think are is a link-related update. I am not an expert on AdSense algorithms, but I'll tell you, when I was actively running uh, the site that I ran before uh, I started taking on consulting clients and, and getting super busy with doing other people's SEO as opposed to my own, um, I really noticed that when my uh, website traffic went up, not only did I get more clicks on AdSense, but I got paid more for those clicks. And I really do think that AdSense is connected. I mean, we know AdSense has quality scores or AdWords ads. Gosh, there's so many confusing things. If you buy ads on Google, there are quality scores that uh, have to be met. And it wouldn't surprise me if those are tied in to um, uh, to uh, to quality updates. Um, and so if you've seen a sudden drop in the amount of money you're making from your ads, it may not just be that you're getting fewer clicks because your traffic's gone down. I do think that there can be a connection to quality. Now, I haven't investigated this site. I don't know whether that connection is an issue with unnatural links. Um, so, you know, it's something to, to look at uh, and, and see. But I would suspect, now, I mean, there's many other possibilities, but I would really look at um, whether there could be quality issues with your, your website. Um, and given that you said there were multiple uh, websites that all dropped dramatically, I'm not saying you were into unnatural linking, but I think in my experience, there have been, um, you know, when people have loads of websites, they're usually trying all sorts of different SEO tactics. Um, and you may find that Google's just caught up to one of those tactics. So probably not the answer that you're you're looking for. And I mean, there may be other things. Uh, again, if any of you who do a lot of work with Google ads and, and also AdSense uh, um, have answers to that, then tweet at me and, and uh, I'll see if I can get the answer to 
to uh, the person who asked this question. Um, let's see. I think that's all that we're going to talk about then uh, for this episode. I'm really looking forward to seeing you uh, at our next live episode. Stay tuned for the YouTube live uh, link for that. We'll be sharing it on Twitter and it'll be in the newsletter as it gets published as well. And um, uh, one final thing I'll say, and I'm, I'm sure some of you are sick of me saying this, but we are having a contest for our 100th episode. You can sign up and get uh, a free membership to our newsletter. There's more details on that in newsletter. Um, if you want to read it. Uh, And if you are thinking of becoming a paid subscriber, if you sign up now, you have access to all 100 episodes, which is a heck of a lot of content. Um, So we're probably soon going to take that away that new signups do not see past episodes. Uh, So now's the time to, uh, to do that. Thanks so much for listening. I really hope that this has been helpful for you. And I wish you the best of luck with rankings this week. 